You're tuned in to the Hello, Maximize Her podcast with Cara Barker. Thought-provoking topics and discussions that will help uplift, encourage, and inspire women from all walks of life. We invite you to visit our website at carabarker.net for more info and daily inspiration. And now, welcome your host and life coach, Cara Barker. Well, hello, 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 ladies. This is Cara Barker, and I am the CEO of Empower Her Life Consulting. I'm also the author of Hallelujahs and Hiccups 100-Day Devotional Journal. So I have told you ladies and a few gents out there that I was going to bring on some powerhouse amazing ladies during season two because I want to uplift you. I want you to feel inspired and I want you to feel empowered to go about your day-to-day and also conquer 2022. So I had to bring another friend to the Hello Maximizer podcast, Miss Lacey McLeod. She is the CEO, yes, boss lady, CEO of Talent Uplifted. Hey, Miss Lacey, how are you? I am doing great, Cara. How are you? Great. I am so glad you're here to join us. And so I know a little bit about you, but I want our listeners to hear about who you are and actually how I've been asking a couple of my guests is how they define being brave and leadership courage. So first, tell us who you are, what you do, Mm -hmm. and then give us a definition in your words of being brave and leadership courage. Absolutely. I love that question, first of all. So, um, well... Thank you for having me. I am the CEO of Talent Uplifted, and I have to tell you, Talent Uplifted was my pandemic story. In the middle of lockdown 2020, I decided that was the best time to start a leadership and career coaching business. Um, So my background, I spent well over a decade working in leadership, mostly in human resources. And during that time, I really saw that there was this gap, a real gap in developing leaders and professionals who are mid-career, which often means midlife, right? <laughs> and You're right. they know they have more to offer. They want to accelerate the results. They're also the same people who are feeling completely burned out. They're navigating mm-hmm. the execs at the top. They're responsible for developing their teams. They're accountable to operational results. They have this huge impact on day-to-day operations, and yet companies spend most of their development resources um, on the execs at the top and the new employees coming in who need training. So I felt very strongly that I needed to step out there and serve those folks to find them and help them really bring who they are forward in the workplace. Um, so what I do as a coach is really not about teaching you something. Knowledge acquirement happens in a lot of other spaces, and I believe a lot of folks already have an incredible amount of knowledge and experience. My job is to help them bring that knowledge forward and get it into action and help them really make an impact in their world. Um, and so when you asked me, you know, how do you define being brave and leadership courage, I immediately thought, you know, bravery to me is being willing to do the hard things mm. without seeing them as bad things. Hard oh, and bad wow, are not good. the same. 
That's good. They're not the same, right? Mm-mm. And um, and leadership courage in that context of bravery really can be a lot of things. But most often, I think it can really be this one thing, which is to ask the powerful questions. Oh, wow. Get curious. Ask the questions that are maybe unpopular to ask or maybe a little scary to ask because you know they're going to lead to difficult discussions or they're going to lead to more work. Right? Mm. Sometimes when we ask the question, the answer leads to more work. <laughs> um, but ask, ask those questions. You know, ask the questions that require maybe more data and research. Ask the ones that are meaningful to people, empowering, open-ended questions that really make them think you know so for example I was working with a client and she was telling me that she um how these people on her team she's always saying how can I help you Mm. and they're always telling her there's nothing you can do and we talked about reframing that question how can we make that simple question of how can I help you which is something I believe a lot of humans want to do we want to help others Mm -hmm. how can we make that more powerful so that it feels to people like something they really want to answer. And so she started changing it to uh, what would make your job easier this week? Wow. Same question. She's going to help them. Yeah. They answered that question with excitement, Mm -hmm. with, you know, readiness of like, you want to know what would make life easier right now? This. And she found herself finally being able to serve her team in new ways that made a difference. Same same intention, different questions. And wow. to me, that's leadership courage. That's saying, I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to try some, a new approach and see where it takes me. I love that, Lacey. You said a lot of great gems all impacted in that um, response of asking powerful questions and even asking the unpopular powerful questions, the ones that may make end up meaning that you got to do a little bit more work (laughs) or you may have to do a little bit more research. Um, But doing the hard things is doesn't mean it's always the bad things. I love that. I love it's like laced with all of lace. Lacey, see how I did that? (laughs) It's laced (laughs) with all this type of bravery and and being curious and inquisitive and asking those questions. And sometimes it's just when you have the opportunities to create um, interest or in, or inquire and ask more instead of just being silent. Sometimes it's easier yeah. to be silent than to be boastful, but there's so many things that can change when you're asking those difficult and powerful questions. I love that. I love that. And then, then you said reframing. I mean, man. I'm just trying to figure out how many questions have I asked. I'm like, man, I probably would have got a better result if I reframed it in a different way. <laughs> yes. Oh, I always I always try to help leaders say, anytime you ask a question, you feel like you got an eh response, you mm. need to ask that question in a different way. Don't give up. Try again. Don't, don't let the eh response be the response. Um, because, you know, those folks you're asking, they have something to say, I promise you. They have something to say. I love it. I love it. And so you are in the spaces of you do a lot of coaching and leadership acceleration and performance-based coaching and helping clients and companies really discover their why. This segment is really discovering your why. And so I think about, you talked about of just 
being in the background of human relations and human resources and leadership development and training. There's a, a lot of things that are under the umbrella of talent uplifted, but I'm curious, yeah. what can someone do right now in your, in your um, thought process? What can someone yes. do right now to accelerate their potential and get noticed on the job? Because right now there are, I can tell you, if you're on LinkedIn, there are so many opportunities out there. It is like, like the lid came off of the can of opportunities I'm and there are so many opportunities. Um, but there are people that are currently in their current roles and maybe they do love their jobs, but how do you, how does that person that is in a job, maybe they're that middle level management, first level management, how can they accelerate their potential and get noticed on the job? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so uh, the important part of that question, I think, is the right now. Like, mm -hmm. what can I do right now? So many times we feel like we have to have a grand plan. Um, one of the things that uh, folks in the development world want to do is give you an individual development plan, right? Yes. Um, and um, I'm going to be unpopular with them right now because I don't really believe in the grand individual development plan. Oh, I love it. Tell us. Tell us more. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Well, so I absolutely believe in a vision. Mm. You do need to have a vision of who you are becoming. Ooh, how that. you become that person that like what do I do and how do I do it um that actually comes to you as you get into action mm -hmm. so obviously the grand plan comes after you've get, gotten started mm -hmm. right so get started get into action right now and that's actually my advice for folks who want to accelerate their results or, or get noticed on the job is find one way Today, do not wait till tomorrow. Do not wait until next week. Mm. Find one thing you can do today that is going to level up the execution of your current role. And if at all possible, look for something that will actually positively impact others. Right? So, so this can be as small as it needs to be. It can be as big as it needs to be. Um, a great example is, I know I'm really good at this thing, mm -hmm. and I know I have someone on this team over here who is trying to do that too. I'm going to go help them out without them asking. Mm, that's good. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go stop by and just say, how's things, how are things going? They're going to ask me a question, and I'm going to spend the time to answer it. Right? So that's executing your current role mm -hmm. in a way that's going to impact others. And I promise you, when your leaders are sitting around the conference room or the mm -hmm. virtual conference room saying, who's going to get the high rating? Who's going to get performance? One of the things they actually have to talk about is who's performing well in their current role and are they performing in a way that actually elevates the entire team? I love that. Does it impact others? That's how they differentiate between who's good and who's great. I love that. You're you're giving little secrets, corporate secrets. <laughs> I'm, I'm really <laughs> An insider view, insider right? view. And this is such a great insider view because you know, so many people in the beginning of the year they talk about, okay, I need to put my my IDP together, my individual development plan. I need to map it out and this and this and this. But you really talked about the vision of who you want to become and who you are becoming. I think that is so powerful because it dives back into that why. 
what what do I want to be known for? What do I want to be? What do I want my results to imply? What do I want the my brand to represent? Instead of really being so tactical and so limited right. on an IDP, because some people get so discouraged because they have it down like I didn't reach that, but. The yeah. question is, is that, did it really align with your vision? Exactly. Mm. Right. That vision of who you are is so personal. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to make you grow, right? It's mm-hmm. that of a personal attachment. Um, an IDP or any sort of document that is incredibly practical and pre-made for you isn't personal. That is so good. That is really good. Make it. When it becomes personal, your performance will rise. I love that. Say that again because that was good. (laughs) That's true. Because when it becomes personal, your performance will rise. It will. And you know what? I love that because when it becomes personal, there becomes a sense of ownership. And there also becomes a sense of, and this may be a different word to use, but entitled of, I am going to ensure that what I'm doing not only is a performance base, but it's a purpose driven behind it. Absolutely. I love that. You got to make it personal. You got to make it simple, but you also have to make sure it aligns with who you are becoming or who you want to become. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you start doing that and you start, just today I'm going to do one thing and then tomorrow I'm going to do one thing mm-hmm. and the next day, what this magical thing happens, um, and, and this is a topic for another speaker, right? Find somebody who talks about neuroscience, mm-hmm. right? Your brain just figures it out in the background and suddenly the strategy or the tactics or the, the training you need to become who you are becomes clear to you mm. that's what's usually on an, an idp right mm-hmm. um that will come to you as you get started um, becoming it's all in this process of becoming who you are meant to be as a leader or at work right mm. so so how do you so for those that i have listeners from all different demographics and different um spectrums on they're first starting out in their careers or college grads and some of them are in the c-suite as well how do you how do you become authentically becoming i don't know if that makes sense to you but how do you when you think about you're in a current space of becoming and maturing and developing and growing in your space is that a linear thing or do you, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I've hit a year. I'm like, I'm not growing at all. I've stunted my growth or something. How do you continue <laughs> to like grow and know that you're growing? Does that make sense? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, okay, so here's the thing. We limit our view of what growing means. Hmm. And, and so growth looks different year to year, month to month, day to day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, two things I think are really important when it comes to how do I know if I'm growing? And that is intentionality, right? What am I intentionally doing? And by the way, recovery, um, rest, yes. uh, maybe being at peace with where you are, those are all intentional practices that help you grow too. That's good. So, it doesn't always have to be climbing up the ladder 
uh, growth happens in so many ways, but be intentional about what that needs to be for you right now in your current season. Uh, there's so much life outside of work, and, and so that comes into play. And I think the second thing that's going to help you know if you're growing is reflection. Both reflection all by your lonesome in your head, maybe mm-hmm. journaling, maybe praying. But talk to others because you might be surprised in a year when you think, I haven't grown where you have. You just mm-hmm. couldn't see it. I love that. Right? You just couldn't see it. Um, and so I, I know I have personal experience where someone will say something to me and I'll be like, oh, I didn't even notice. Mm. Right? You're right. I am so much happier. How did much happier in this past year when I don't feel like I went anywhere in my career mm-hmm. uh, right so those types of things really can happen so, so get intentional yourself about what you're trying to do and that again is attached to your food so if you if you are ready to get after it you want to go after more go after more if you're like I can go and after more and I just need a rest take a rest but be intentional about how you do that I love that. And so one of the things that really made me think about is you mentioned reflection. And Mm -hmm. I know as women, we will be on our grind. We do so many things. We wear so many capes, so many hats. We're the mom, the wife. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're doing so many things, but we sometimes put a back burner on wellness and self-care. And you talked about reflection, and I think that's a wonderful aspect of self-care. And so wellness Mm -hmm. and self-care should honestly, in my opinion, should be a priority for every individual. But thinking about what you do, and you as a woman and a mom, what are some of your trips or your tips that we can use to still achieve peak performance without that burnout? Because burnout is real. (laughs) Absolutely. So there are two two things personally that have been huge for me. I started a business in the pandemic. I know. I don't know. That is so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And you're a thriving business. (laughs) Absolutely. Let's just talk about if that was a good idea or not, but I did it. And so there are two things that really, really helped me. And every woman I come across, every person I come across, especially women, there are two things that you have the right to. Mm-hmm. One is prioritization. Mm. And prioritization is a practice. You people talk about like a yoga practice or a prayer practice. Prioritization is a practice. It's not necessarily something that you're perfect at. Um, because life changes, right? Mm-hmm. But it is the single most powerful practice I have in my life. Every week, I prioritize, plan, and schedule my whole life. Not just my work life. It, yeah. This is like my whole life. This is, what am I doing for Lacey the CEO? What am I doing as Lacey the wife? What am I doing as Lacey the mom? What am I doing for Lacey? Yes, right? I Where's love myself? It. Where are the things that I love to do? Like, what am I doing? All of those things. I'm one person and I prioritize my whole life. Mm. And that really helps me accept that ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Some weeks, I focus a little bit more on others. Other times, I have to focus a little bit more on myself. Um, but that practice lets 
me see that both forward looking and also in reflection because part of my weekly practice is to look back at the prior week and just say, how did that go? Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. What happened? Did I stay focused on my priorities? Did other things get in the way? You learn so much about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, when I first started that practice, I learned immediately that I am like the queen of low hanging fruit. (laughs) I love it. Tell me about that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, I will be the person at the end of the week that's like, I got a thousand things done. Let me give you the list of all the little things that I got done because it makes me feel productive. I love it. (laughs) That's great. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But what wasn't getting done? Mm -hmm. My priorities. Like if you looked at my very first, um, planner where I did <laughs> my big priorities none of them got checked off none of them because I was too busy picking all this low-hanging fruit wow I was too busy doing that and then I would wonder why at the end of the week I wouldn't feel satisfied or I felt behind mm-hmm. talk about burnout always feeling behind well I didn't I wasn't doing the things that were important to me mm. I was just doing the things that made me feel productive and it turns out Feeling productive did not equal feeling satisfied for wow. me. Say that again. And by the way, feeling productive oh, doesn't always equate to satisfaction and feeling no. satisfied. Wow. No. That's good. Absolutely. And it's um, you know, it's still something that I battle with. I've been doing this practice now for two years. Mm-hmm. And it is so easy for me to get caught up in doing all the things instead of doing the important things. Wow. I mean, how do you define the important, did you, and I know um, you are, you are, you are a list taker. I can sense that you, you are organized. I I know you are. I mean, most (laughs) boss queens have, have some form of organization system going on here. And so how do you prioritize that making sure that like at the end of the week, do you um, just simply say, okay, I had this on my list on Monday or on Sunday. Do you actually take Sunday to write out your week? Or, I mean, give us some practical. I do. I do. So I I use a planner called the Full Focus Planner. Okay. Um, it's not the only one like it. It's just, it's the one I love. Um, and the Full Focus Planner uh, has pages in it that actually are designed to help you reflect on the previous week, build out your your future work, and then it has a daily page. So I said I do that practice every week. I then do it every single day. Mm-hmm. Every morning over coffee before my family is in my life, I get up earlier mm-hmm. than they do. Um, or, well, that's not true. My, I'm up with my husband, but he's not allowed to talk to me <laughs> in the morning. I'm like, this is my time. Um, and so I prioritize my day. And I will tell you um, that, again, this is a practice. Some days I do it really well, and some days I don't, mm-hmm. right? This is this is really about learning about myself yeah. and what my internal voices help me with and, and where they get in the way. And by mm-hmm. the way, when I coach clients, this is something we work on, right? So mm-hmm. what's that inner voice telling you? And as moms and women, we often have that inner voice telling us, give it, give that to others, give your time to others, do something for others, right? Mm -hmm. And so how do you manage that? Um, I build in time and I have to learn to 
asked for the help I needed to do that. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. You know, sometimes it's very simple. Sometimes it's hard. Um, so an example, I'll give you a very practical example. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I do is I ask um, my family, which is my husband and my son for me, um, I have Wednesday nights off from them. <laughs> so they, because they're both boys, they've just, they've turned it into a guy's night. They will get creative. Your family will figure it out. You don't have to do it for them. Right. They will figure it out. But I had to be like, look, Wednesday nights are for me. Now I take clients on Wednesday nights. Um, when I don't have clients, I'm often, um, I have virtual, uh, coffee or wine with girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I take a bubble bath. Sometimes I go shopping. Um, and, and not shopping with a purpose, by the way. Sometimes I'm just like, I want to go to the <laughs> store that I haven't been to, or I want to go online and, you know, spend two hours shopping for swimsuits I'm never going to buy. All right. Well, you can um, do that anywhere at any Target. Shout out to Target. Thank yeah. you for allowing us <laughs> to be random and walk around. <laughs> That's right. Shopping with the um, intent of do, not buying anything. <laughs> it's so true. I and I that. read um, this really powerful book. It's called The Go-Giver. If you've ever heard of it, it's by um, Bob Berg, B-U-R-G. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a short, terrible story. But in it, one of the principles is in order to be able to give, you have to be open to receiving. Mm. That's good. And I learned, I have to apply that to myself when I need to ask for what I want, because that's me receiving others help back. That's good. That's good. And, you know, I was talking Mm -hmm. to some ladies, oh, actually this past Sunday or so about, you know, prioritizing self-care, however you, however you fold it into your, your month, your week, uh, your hours of the day, Mm -hmm. but really, really making sure you prioritize, which was one of the words that you said earlier is so that how can you pour into, like you said, your husband or your son, if your, if your cup is empty, how do you pour? It's hard to pour into other people's cups. It's hard to really meet that maximum peak performance and whatever you're trying to do if you are riding on fumes. It's so true. Well, and I will, I will say this too. You don't have to feel guilty about that because I have found it doesn't often take a lot. Mm. Right. Um, but you have to write it in the calendar. And I have to say this, and I hope anyone listening to this, hygiene care is not self-care. <laughs> so oh, anybody who says my self-care is I get to take a hot shower alone, right? Um, that is not self-care. That is basic hygiene. And don't you ever allow that to be your self-care. You heard like, it, ladies. <laughs> Taking that hot bubble bath is not technically self-care. No, no. Um, No, you want to add something to that bubble bath that elevates it beyond just getting clean. But I hear too many, especially moms with young children, and I know my son is only seven, uh, that are like, you know what? I just want an uninterrupted shower. Right. And... That is fantastic. You go get that uninterrupted shower, but that is not self-care. That is just hygiene. <laughs> I love that. 
that is the best. <laughs> but it's so true because we yeah. try to, we're like, we're doing self-care, but you really are just doing your basic hygiene regimen. That's that is right. not self-care. That is not taking you to a different place of relaxation or reflection or meditation right. or rejuvenation. Yeah, maybe it feels good, you know, to be clean, which I would hope it does feel good to everybody yes. to be clean. But really that goes outside the premise of why we think about self-care. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, so the other thing I have to tell you, though, about, um, and it's so funny that this is about wellness and self-care, too. The other thing that has been huge um, and, I, and honestly, I just started doing this practice after I went through a coach training program of mine. Mm-hmm. And that was to start releasing judgment. Ooh, that's And good. when I say judgment, I really mean this idea of like binary stances, like that was right or wrong or good or bad. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm a good or bad mom. I did a good or bad job at work today on that presentation. That was the right thing to do. That was the wrong thing to do. I'm just trying to scratch those words and that binary judgment from my life. Mm. And it has made tremendous space in both my brain and in my heart. Truly, like I see more opportunity now because instead of carrying this heavy judgment around, Mm -hmm. I carry acceptance for what is. Like, okay, this is just... This is what it is right now. And I'm just going to call that my starting point. And so now I'm going to walk forward. And it's so much easier to walk forward because I'm not carrying around that heavy judgment. Oh, that is so good, Lacey. That, I mean, that to me is going to set the captives free. (laughs) I mean, (sighs) you think about of just so much things that we carry um, yep. as just individuals, not just specifically women of discrediting ourselves, yeah. limiting ourselves, putting a, you know, putting a lid back on our potential or any of those things is mm-hmm. because we, we literally take ourselves out of the, out of the running half of the time because we say these disqualifiers or we, I'm not good. That really wasn't good. Or that was kind of basic yeah. or that wasn't great. And you're really you're really taken away from what it was. It may have been really great, but you're so that perfectionism syndrome Mm -hmm. comes into play that really um, can hurt your psyche, your self-esteem, all those things. Absolutely. You're, and for those of you who are like, well, how do I, how do I release that judgment? Here's your trigger word. Anytime you hear yourself saying I should have, should mm. is your trigger is your word to recognize i like that. i should have done this i should have done that i should have gotten up earlier i should have practiced more i should have said no all right we can make a long list of should mm-hmm. you gotta this is uh, this is one of my favorite phrases <laughs> you have to stop shooting on yourself <laughs> you heard it from miss <laughs> lazy <laughs> You did. You have to stop doing on yourself. (laughs) You, if you just practice that, you will find you begin to release judgment and make space for acceptance and so much more. I love that. I love that. And to me, for me, when I started practicing that, and I really just started practicing that maybe within the last year for myself, and I mean Mm -hmm. hardcore, like. I'm going to stop doing that. 
Um, you kind of want to talk about wellness. My my wellness, as I, if I were to have ranked it, has just increased twofold by simply stopping the judgment on myself. I love that. That opens up so many possibilities and opportunities when you stop judging yourself. Our biggest judges are usually ourselves, is self-judging. Absolutely. We're our own worst critic, Absolutely. So true. Yeah. So So if you start to work on releasing that judgment, stop shooting all over the place, (laughs) and, and, and start to instead... Work on prioritizing what's important to you. Yeah. You will see my clients who I work with, they see immediate results. And I know because they're texting me and they're being like, I can't believe this. Two weeks of working with you and the difference is amazing. Oh, that's awesome. And that's both men and women, by the way. I I have men who will be like, I cannot get over the difference in my energy level right now. Wow. Queen moves. Queen, your power is unmatched. Your significance is undeniable. Your faith is your strategy. As queens, we must stay engaged in prayer and in the spiritual battle that overtakes enemy forces attempting to prevail against our families, our jobs, communities, and our nation. Through prayer, purpose, persistence, and praise, you can win this battle. Being aware of the real battle at hand should be the priority of every woman and every queen on God's chessboard of life. Queen Moves, a five-day reading plan by Cara Barker, now available on Version, the Bible app. You're tuned in to the Hello, Maximize Her podcast with your host and life coach, Cara Barker. So let me, t- I'm, I'm, I'm curious then. So, you know, you are doing a lot of different things and specifically helping clients discover their purpose and their why. And so we're talking about discovering your why and a, a lot of other great gems that you guys have heard Miss Lacey say. Yes. It's just so, so good. Stop shooting on yourself. <laughs> That's so great. I'm going to, I think Spread I'm going to say that. <laughs> Spread the word, please. I want you to. I love it. And so when you think about working with your clients and companies, how does Talent Uplifted assist clients discover their why and or opportunities for growth? How do you guys do that? And and maybe give us a success story. Sure. Well, so I I do work with both individuals and teams. So Mm -hmm. there there are, there's a one-on-one experience where we focus just on you. Um, and then there's this group experience where we work with the team. Um, and so let me actually share with you um, a team story because yes, I've, I've to already that. told you I have a couple of clients. But I always start every single one of my clients with this idea of who are you becoming? Yes. Everybody does it with me. I want to know who are you becoming and why is that important to you? And and that is just in our very first session where we are getting to know each other. But mostly I'm doing the question asking and I'm listening. That's how we do it. It is with 
some very intentional, caring listening. I want to hear the you in what you have to say. Mm. And once I hear that, that really lets me know what kind of questions to ask going forward as we build out your vision. The second thing that I do, and I have to tell you, I did not actually, this is not part of like a framework. Mm -hmm. I have just recently went back because I picked up this trend and I went back to verify it. Every single one of my clients brings up their calendar. Wow. Every single one of them at some point will bring up how they can't do the things they want to do because of all these other things on their calendar. So the almost always the second thing that I do with people is we take a look and say, how are you spending your time? We work, we work with your calendar and, um, sometimes that's a one-time activity, but most often that's an ongoing conversation. Using the calendar as our tool to how we're spending our time helps us to really talk about what are the blocks getting in your way? What are some of the, the real challenges that you're facing in becoming the, the, this person that you want to become? Mm. In coaching situations, you do have to be vulnerable. But as your coach, I'm not there to judge you. We're just there to identify the challenges and then work together to figure out how can you move forward from there. It really is about consistent incremental progress. And sometimes that progress is going out and doing something with others. Sometimes that's work on yourself. Really depends on the individual person. Mm. And and so um, an example might be out uh, with this team. We sat there and did the vision work, right? And everybody wrote a vision. And then we sat there and we said, so how can each of you make your visions come to reality when you're all really trying to achieve the same thing? So individual goals are all different, but the business's mission is still the same. And what I found uh, with this group is that their individual goals really required them working together better. Wow. That's good. And so I heard so many of them in their action planning say that the, the one thing you're going to do today, right? I, I asked that question of them was, I'm going to go have a conversation with this other person on my team. Or I'm going to prepare for that conversation. I'm going to schedule it. I'm going to kind of write out what I'm really feeling. But all of them, their first step had to do with somebody they worked with. Mm. I didn't tell them that. They discovered that. Just by figuring out who they wanted to become and what are the challenges getting in their way. I love that. It's a discovery process. It really is. I love that. That's why your coach, anytime you work with a coach, whether it's me or someone else, that coach better be asking you a lot of questions. If they're mm -hmm. doing most of the talking, they're not coaching. They're <laughs> no, consulting. They're consulting. Absolutely. Right. You're right. And that's, that's a big difference between a coach and a consultant, a strategist, all those different 
um, acronyms or, you know, things that defining titles, there are differences. And I think that's the key thing is helping them discover their why, helping them discover their why, their purpose and who they are becoming and who do they want to become. I love that is so powerful. That is so powerful. So, you know, one of the things that I ask all of my guests, because I'm always curious, and especially with you, Lacey, this organization, Talent Uplifted, actually birthed during a pandemic. (laughs) You watched during the most um, unsettling period in history that I know of, that I've lived through, and that we're still living through, and you're thriving. But I always think there was... With me, there was that Genesis, Genesis prayer or something that I was just praying for mm-hmm. and hoping that was going to happen. What was your Genesis prayer or your vision before you said, okay, I'm about to do this. this I'm Forget it. I'm doing this and it's going to be talent uplifted and this is how it's going to be. What were you praying for before or how did you get that level of certainty to launch um, talent uplifted? Yeah. You know, um, for me, and it was a prayer because I was, I was in it all by myself. I, I was one of those people in the pandemic who was home with my then kindergartner. My husband was an essential worker working like 16 hour days. Wow. My family, I didn't live by them. We actually had just moved. So a lot of people even had like neighborhood pods. Mm-hmm. I didn't have those things. Right, it was mm. just me and my five-year-old, and so I, I literally when um, I went back and I was like, "What was the thing I kept saying to myself in my journal?" And I kept saying, "Lord, just help me make a positive impact in the world, one person at a time. If I do this and it helps one person, that's all I want. I love it. Helps one person, and I." still say that to myself when I go to a networking event or I'm putting on a free workshop or even this podcast I was like that's my prayer if if anybody listens to this and I help just one person that's all I ask I love that that's the humility and really when we think about if you're in, in a role and it does not really drive to serving others, then you really need to reflect as to why you're in the role. Yeah. And so that's I, amazing. I would agree. That's amazing. And so um, I my hope is that people hear about your company and hear about what you're doing because you're doing some fabulous things. I, I'm like over here, I'm supposed to be asking questions, but I'm taking notes. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, I got to get back on track. But I love hearing stories of leaders and women specifically that are serving in their community, that they're taking their small, humble beginnings. They planted a seed and they were intentional in what they were doing. And so when I think about you as being very intentional in what you were doing, but also being humble and, and seeing, is this aligning with what you, who you want to become? And so that's so, that's so good. And so, you know, I can talk to you forever. I think that's one of the things is like, okay, I have to have, 
Lacey on the show because I could talk to her forever. That's that's right. We could we could have a whole day. Do you want to listen to Tara and I do talk to each other all day? Be like, happy. Okay. Let's all go have coffee, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I want people to get connected to Talent Uplifted. And so I have listeners all over the world and I would love for people to know how can they get connected to you, your organization, your platform? What are your um, social media contacts or websites? What's the best way to get connected? Yeah, absolutely. So what Talent Uplifted, of course, is online. You can literally go to talentuplifted.com and you will land on my website. Um, And through the website, of course, you can get to me. So that's something that's really important. When you connect with me, I will reach back out. You will get me. Um, And so please connect with me on social as well. So you can actually follow Talent Uplifted and then also myself on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Now, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to spell my last name because if you try to look up Lacey McLeod, I'm going to guess it's going to be hard to find you because you have to know how to spell McLeod, right? Right, right. So if you are looking for me, I am Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y, and then my last name is M-A-C, capital L-E-O-D traditional Scottish spelling there (laughs) and so please connect with me feel free to reach out send me a message I will respond to you I love to have conversations with folks um and I I do of course the coaching services I do offer presentations if there's a group you think that would benefit from hearing this message I'm happy to do that I do it virtually and in person so um, I would love to hear from anybody who thinks I need to talk to her. I love it. And so you guys here heard it from Lacey. Um, not only if you connect with Talent Uplifted, you're actually going to get connected to the CEO as well. And so um, that personalized, caring connection is so key, especially when you are trying to discover your why trying to figure out your purpose and trying to walk out with confidence in who you're becoming. And so this is why we do this podcast is because I want to connect other listeners to some amazing, powerful women that are in the service realm, but they are also leveling up themselves, but also leveling up people's careers and aspirations. And so Lacey, I am so excited that you joined today's uh, podcast and I am confident, very confident that these listeners that heard this episode are truly, truly blessed. Oh, well, thank you so much, Kara. And thank you for inviting me to do this. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. So thanks again for tuning in to the Hello Maximizer podcast. Once again, this is Cara Barker with Hallelujahs and Hiccups and Empower Her Consulting. Thanks again. Have a great one. You're tuned in to the Hello Maximizer podcast with your host and life coach, Cara Barker. We invite you to visit our website at carabarker.net for more info and daily inspiration. The Hello Maximize Her podcast with Cara Barker. Life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. During this race, we all have to go through different challenges, obstacles, and roadblocks. 
take comfort in knowing you don't have to do life alone. Kara Barker's 100-day prayer journal, Hallelujahs and Hiccups, is packed with daily motivation and encouraging messages that will inspire you to reach your God-given potential. We will all experience hiccups in life, but it's how we respond to life's unexpected curveballs that will determine our ability to bounce back. Hallelujahs and Hiccups caters to women from all walks of life. Whether you're an executive in the corporate arena or a high school student, this daily dose of spiritual inspiration will help you navigate through life's daily challenges. Hallelujahs and Hiccups by Kara Barker. Order your copy today.